Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 275. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm the only host this week. Ah, it's one of these weeks. You know when you put things out there in the world, right? Of never missing a week, never missing a my Xbox and me, and that's something that. I'm proud of. We've never, ever, ever missed a week of my Xbox and me. Sometimes we'll hit a Sunday. Sometimes we'll hit a Saturday. Sometimes that's down to due to editing and other things like that. But we are still yet to miss a week of my Xbox and me. And that is something that I'm extremely proud of. So, thank you once again to the audience that sticks with us each and every week. Don't forget you can find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash mcfixer. Follow us on Twitter, at my Xbox and me. And of course, follow the YouTube channel where you might be watching this or maybe you're listening to the audio of this. Again, I just want to say Merry Christmas. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Uh, a Happy New Year, which is a weird one because by next Friday it should be another episode. So you might hear me say Happy New Year again next week. Who knows? It depends on timing and stuff. Uh, Crush has officially moved, I believe. Officially moved house. So that's why he couldn't make it this week, unfortunately. And due to just scheduling and our times i couldn't think of getting another guest in and you know we're just we're just rolling with the punches here on my xbox and me because honestly that's what we do that is what we do but you get a show nonetheless i am here i have got a bunch of questions taken from my twitter um so literally this episode is gonna be there's no what's been in your box there's no topic of the show there's no none of that it's just a sit down me you and my dog blue i don't have a dog called blue but if you understand that reference 10 points to you um and we're just gonna talk we're gonna talk xbox i've got a few interesting questions i've got a few interesting questions that have come through so we'll start with this one uh from mr Midas, who says best reason to own an xbox series in 2021 Man, I always, these questions are always so bloody hard because you never, ever, 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 ever want to wanna come across as like a corporal shill, right? Like that's not what it is I do here. I, I give my opinions on things and I, I, adv I advise if a game is good, I advise if a game is bad, but best reason, best reason to own an Xbox Series X in 2021 Honestly, I th there's not one that comes to the top of my head that I go, this is why you have to have this machine. It's the same conversation we were having, oh, many, a few years ago now, and early before the Series X came out, right? I think if you're someone who doesn't own an Xbox, I think there are experiences and games you are missing out on. And when I say don't own an Xbox, I also mean don't own a PC. We're going to talk about just consoles, though, for the sake of this argument. If you've not played Gears, Halo, Forza, uh, Sunset Overdrive, um, and of course, many, 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 many more new experiences that are on the horizon, now's the best time to get an Xbox, right? Like, there's no reason not to. But if you're someone who still has an X, do you need a series right now? Is there a game out there that you... I suppose we could say Cyberpunk, which is... 
It's a, it's a touchy subject. I understand. I understand. Um, for me, the, the, the most next-gen feature is Quick Resume, which still to this day blows me away. Being able to jump in and out of games instantaneously is one of my favorite features on the console. I could literally boot up NBA 2K right now, which I've been playing a shed ton of. I'm in the playoffs for those that care. Um, and I'll be in a game in a matter of a minute. Maybe even less than that. I'd have to time it. Is remarkable and special to me. But beyond that, we don't really know what's coming down the line in 2021 first party wise. We know there's a lot of third-party games that are going to be exclusive. You've got Warhammer, you've got The Medium, you've got a few other experiences coming. But we don't know how good those games are going to be. So that's a wait-and-see approach. So my thing would be, if you're looking to have the best piece of hardware in terms of consoles, um, in terms of raw power, Series X is why you buy it. But... It's how devs utilize that that piece of hardware. So oh, it's, a, oh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one for me. It's a real, 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 real hard one. The best reason to own a Series X, a Xbox Series in 2021. The best reason to own an Xbox Series in 2021 is to play the experiences you missed out on. That's the statement. That's that's what I'm 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 happy saying. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Maybe you'll disagree, people. But I think I think that's a fair assessment of uh, the Series X. I do think people that just own a PlayStation miss out on some of the best experiences to be had in gaming, whether it be Gears and all the other experiences that I talk about on the show regularly. But I understand it. These consoles are expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I will say that. I will say that. You are definitely missing out on some experiences. Definitely are. Thank you, Mr. Maddis, for that question. The next one comes in from Damien O'Brien and says, favorite custom control you like to use? My Elite controller is my favorite controller. Um, I haven't actually used it on the next gen, actually. Um, my, my Elite controller is extremely beaten up. It's, it's, it's falling apart. The paddles don't work on it anymore. Uh, so I'd love an Elite too. But that is my favorite, 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 favorite custom control. The control? Favorite custom control you like to use? Yeah. So yeah, my Elite, my Elite, my Elite is my favorite. The best looking one though is probably the Sea of Thieves one for me. The purple one, and it lights up in the dark. It was really expensive when it came out. That was probably my my favorite one to look at. But in terms of my favorite one to use, would 100% be my Elite controller. So, yeah. Uh, oh, Joey says, if you had to put money on which Microsoft exclusive studio is going to release a game that rates at 10, where would your money go? Damn, that's a hard question. That's a really hard question. I think for me, I'm looking at this as a, as a, as a, okay, I'm putting down 10 grand, right? On one of these studios giving me a 10 out of 10 game. 
I think what you've got to do there is take the subjectiveness out of it then. So you can't go with the initiative and that being um, Perfect Dark. You can't go with the correlation and that being Gears. Because I think, again, those games have already got a sense of, oh, it's more Gears. And even with Perfect Dark, for me, it's like, oh, it's more Perfect Dark. It doesn't give you that wow factor the way you'd necessarily want it. In my opinion, I know some people are extremely excited uh, for Perfect Dark and more power to you. I'm very happy that you're excited. But for me, if I had to put money on a studio that's going to get a 10 out of 10 game, I'd probably go with turn 10 and whatever the next Forza game is. Because I feel like Forza is the best racing game out there on the market to date like the Forza series, Horizon or uh, Motorsport, right? So I think if, but Motorsport to me takes more subjectiveness out of it. And you're going to give that game to people that care about racing games. So then they're going to be able to critique it in the right way, where like a perfect dark game, most people can pick it up, but they might be mainly into RPGs or they might be mainly into a different genre. So then that's why they don't it doesn't it doesn't resonate in the same way that it should. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have that same impact, that same love, that same affection for it. Where like if you give Fools of Motorsport to somebody who loves racing, loves cars, and they can pick out all those little intricacies in the game, it can go a long, long, long way. So if if I had to put money down on it. Is 10k. I'm I'm putting the money down. I would go with turn 10. Yeah, I'd go with turn 10. I said that in my head and it come out loud and my like, hmm, is that right? Is that right? Yes, I think it is. That's not to take away from any of the other fantastic studios though that Xbox have now got. But I just think it's that thing we talk about when it comes to content creation as well, where it's like stick within your niche, right? And it's like, you see it even with Game of the Year awards, right? Like, it's best fighting game slash racing game or best sports game slash fighting game or whatever the category is. It's like, there's not enough of those games to go around. So when there's a really good one, 10 out of 10. I think you see that with Microsoft Flight Sim this year, where we haven't had Microsoft Flight Sim in God knows how many years. And you see what they've done with it and how beautiful it is and how well it runs. Yes, on hard, on higher hardware, but still nonetheless, how great it is. You can't help but give a game like that a 10. I feel like the next Forza could be that. Next gen, next gen graphics. It looks like it's games as servicey, um, which I'm okay with. So... For me, I think I'd go with turn 10. Ant's in chat, and he says, I'd probably say Playground Games. I think the problem I have with saying Playground Games is they're going to be working on Fable. And Fable, again, already has that history, already has that lineage. lineage. It's already got that... The people know what Fable is, so it's something to compare it to. And it's an RPG, which in turn means there's going to be so many people who go, well, it's missing this, 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 and this, or it doesn't do that, 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 and that. Where if you take all that that out of it, I don't think you you take away a Forza game and go, it's missing the cars. Like it's just impossible. Yeah, right? that's that's the that's the bread and butter of what you have. That's that is the meat and potatoes. So yeah, I think that's where I would go. 
that is where I would go. That's not to say, again, that I don't think Fable's not going to be amazing, because I really think it will, and I think it's got the right team behind it and things like that, but, 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 I do think it could come out with eights, sevens, and eights, 8.5s, 7.5s, which is still a fantastic game. I don't think it's going to hit 10s. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it destroys, and it just it gets 10s. Well, yeah, but they're working on... They're, yeah, they're working on Fable mainly, though, and, and that's what I was talking about. Moving on. Scott White says, What is one of the previous-gen games that you would like to see added to the cap backwards compatibility list? Previous gen games added. Hmm. That's a, that's a hard question because I'm not someone who looks back very often. I'm very much a man that moves forward, 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 and is always looking for that next experience for me. Always. So that's a that's a hard hard question. So are we talking? Ah, this is again. I can't ask you these questions because you're not here. But it's like, what one previous gen Xbox game? Like for me, the one that goes to my head is like Simpsons Hit and Run, and that's you can't still play that. Simpsons Hit and Run. I've always said the Fight Night games because I love them so much. Um. Yeah, I think that's the one, though. That's probably the one that always sticks out in my head when this question comes up. Simpsons Hit and Run. But realistically, I'd play Simpsons Hit and Run for maybe an hour and then be like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Forget about it, you know? So, but that's where I go. That's where I go. This next question comes in from Yami, who says, would you play a tie-in... Would you play a tie-in game to a movie if it came out these days. Think of OG Spider-Man 2. And if so, what movie tie-in game would you want to play? Nah. Would I play a tie-in game? Yes. Would I want to? No. Because they're notoriously bad. Because Not because I think that tie-in games can't work. Not because I don't think tie-in games um, don't have talented studios. But I do think they're rushed. They're rushed games that are forced to be pushed out within eight to a year amount of time. And we all know game development takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money to go into making a fantastic game. If I had to have one, again, I would want the studio to be working on it like three years before the film comes out. Um, and the one I would want... Oh, I always wanted a good Mulan game because I love Mulan. That never happened, really. There was a Mulan game on the PS1 that I enjoyed, but that, that didn't, it didn't... It didn't... It wasn't... It weren't what we wanted. It weren't what we needed. Um, again, I think it's easy to go to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A Hulk game, a Wolverine game. A, um, I'd love a new Deadpool game. Like, something like that, but with, like, the same level of polish as a Spider-Man, or... Yeah, no, we'll just say Spider-Man. I'll hold my tongue on Avengers. I don't want to... Yeah, nah, nah. Um, so, would I play one? Yeah, because it's my job, and I'd have to play it. But 
I don't think that way of making games is a thing anymore, uh, especially on the AAA front. I see that more in AA and Indies where they have something cooking so they make a game with it. That's not something you really see double, sorry, AAA games do on a consistent basis anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. This one comes in from Reesey Boy and says, what games, what, it says, what games you getting day one in 2021? Now I've got to bring up my list of games from 2021. Games, I'm not going to do like the most anticipated games because me and Crush are going to do that probably soon. Um, but games that I would buy day one in, that come out in 2021. Resident Evil Village is the top of that pile for me. Only because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. This game looks very interesting where like, I don't know why I've seen I saw an article come up yesterday or maybe even this morning that was like everything we know about Resident Evil 8, but don't call it Resident Evil 8. Like Capcom do not want you to call this game Resident Evil 8 because this wasn't this is the offshoot game. But it's weird because it's got Ethan in, it's weird because it's got Chris in. It's very much the continuation of Resident Evil 7. But what is it? We still don't know. We still, 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 still don't know. What it, what this game is, what it can do, what it's gonna do. Um, so that really, really, really worries me. Um, but Resident Evil, obviously number one. Number two, Horizon Forbidden, um, which I know it isn't coming to Xbox. So, um, but yeah, that game is a day one for me as well. I loved Horizon. Um, after the shambles, which Avengers was, I think Gotham Knights. For me, it's going to scratch that perfect itch between between what Avengers could have been in a multiplayer space of a, a, a superhero game and still giving me the story, still letting me play it the way I want and stuff like that. So that's a, definitely a day one for me. So I've gone Resident Evil, I've gone uh, Gotham Knights. I'll pick one more. Um... One more that is definitely a day one for me. Oh, it's so hard. There's so many good games coming out. And more to be announced. Um, I'm gonna go with the medium. The mediums, the mediums next year, and that's a game that Team Blooper are a studio that I love and hate. Again, they're one for one with me. I loved Layers with Fear. Loved it. But but, 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 but. It just... What was the one that I played after that? After Layers of Fear? Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project didn't hit for me. So the medium needs to be more. And I think the reason why... I think the reason why... Layers of Fear got me so much because I didn't know what I was going into. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what type of game it was. I didn't know it was a walking sim. I didn't know that you're just experiencing this 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 mansion, this house, and all this stuff's happening. I'm waiting for something to jump out at me and someone to throw me a shotgun the whole time. You know? So But those are those are the games for me off the top of my head instantly that I think of. Um 
but yeah thank you for the question Reese boy appreciate it next one comes in from phil and says any gaming resolutions that you would want to beat so uh, sorry any gaming resolutions like you want to beat so many games or clear your backlog I always do this and I always say the same thing, which is playing more indie games. I'm terrible at playing indie games. Terrible, 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 terrible. I, I get caught up in the the AAA to AA games, the big spectacles, the high budget games, and I always miss out on a, a Hades or a um what else got put up this year? Just there was a bunch of games I just totally missed. Just totally, totally missed. Um for me. I think my one would be to not worry so much on how many games I beat, but just enjoy my experiences with these games. Something that I really learned with Cyberpunk this year for, from work-wise, where I'm like, I'm waiting on Cyberpunk at this point. I'm not, I, I am not compelled in any way, shape, or form to want to rush through Cyberpunk because the game's broken. It has bug issues. It isn't the game right now that I want to play on a day-to-day a, a -day basis and really get lost in that world, right? Where in three to six months, you'd probably hope more three than six, but who knows? Um, that game could be great. That game could be amazing. And um, I just don't see the need to break my back, to beat it, to go, guys, this game sucks. You know, You know if you know, and if you don't know, you should know. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, my gaming resolution is more to like take <laughs> mine's to take less stress away from gaming and just enjoy gaming. If that happens to be that I'm enjoying NBA 2K, then you know what? That's what I'm going to do. If that means I'm enjoying Call of Duty, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to just rush through a bunch of experiences for the sake of experiencing them. Just to have something to talk about as such, you know, not anymore. Not anymore. I learned a lot. I learned a lot once I when I was in hospital. And it's like, I've got to enjoy what I'm doing. Because even if you work in the video game space and you do what we do, influence or whatever you want to call it, right? It can become a normal job at a certain point where you're just doing the same motions of things that you always do. And if you're not enjoying it, there's no point doing it. So I think for me personally... My thing is to just enjoy every, play everything I'm playing and enjoy it. And when I'm not enjoying it, stop and move on to the next thing. There's no point playing games just for the sake of it anymore, in my opinion. We're banging through these questions, but I said about a half an hour show. So if we get more than half an hour, we've done a good job this week. Um, Anubis says... How was your Christmas? Any New Year's resolutions? Any games on your on the Xbox Digital sale you bought or strongly recommend? Cheers. Oh, that's a great question. I don't actually know what's on the sale. I know the games that I'm looking forward to getting on the sale. Um, but let me bring it up so I can so I can give some suggestions, all right? Um, the games I'm picking up on the sale are Silent Hill Collection, because I've never, ever, ever played Silent Hill. I know, shocker. Huge survival horror fan, never played the Silent Hill games. So I'm buying that, which is on the Xbox 360. I think it's on sale for like £7 or something. So picking that up uh, for a series that we're going to be doing over on my YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. Um, also going to pick up Family Feud. 
So I think that'll make for a funny let's play. Um, some gameplay with me and Haley, Us two going at it on family through the game. And uh, that's just an overall just a calm, relaxed game in my opinion. So looking forward to playing that as well. So those are the two games I'm definitely picking up. Um, let's see. Where is this Sal? Sal, Sal, Sal. It's so bad, isn't it? I'm using the Xbox app and I can't see a gosh darn thing. Um, all right, let me check Xbox Wire and see what we can get up on the sows. But there, what was the other part of the question was, um, how was my Christmas? My Christmas was great. My Christmas was great. It was a another normal, a normal, a normal, a more normal month than usual. I'll be honest. Like we're usually running around. We're usually uh, going to different people's houses. I usually get to see my mom and my nan and my dad and people like that just constantly where this year obviously none of that could happen due to covid and uh being in tier four lockdown because you know i'm in london which sucks but yeah no i had a i had a good christmas nonetheless though spent it with Haley and Haley's dad we played some ball games um which i love doing at christmas i love playing ball games anyone ever has me around their house get whack out a ball game that's how you that's how you get me happy just whack out a ball game i'll be there i'll be there I can't find the sale, unfortunately. Um, I know Assassin's Creed went on sale, and I know Immortal Phoenix Rising went on sale. And I have now officially beat Immortal Phoenix Rising, and it's definitely worth the sale price. It's definitely worth the price it was, but I understand people wanted to wait. So my number one pick would be Immortal Phoenix Rising. If you like Breath of the Wild, if you like Assassin's Creed, this game is the perfect balance between the two of those. I didn't like Breath of the Wild at all. So this this shouldn't have clicked for me. I don't like puzzles. I didn't like Breath of the Wild. And yet somehow it did click for me. I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was an extremely, extremely fun experience that I got to have over the, the break. Finishing it was nice. I enjoyed it. Very hum. The humor was perfect for what I liked. Um, the way it's narrated is very well done. So yeah, it was just a, it was a great game overall in my opinion, which we'll see where it ends up on my top 10 list for 2020. Uh, moving on. Last one from Twitter, it looks like here. Oh, no, there's one more, actually. <coughs> Excuse me. What's your go-to gaming snack? My old game go-to gaming snack would have been um, any type of biscuit. I love a bloody biscuit. I love a bourbon, a chocolate digestive, a normal digestive, Oreos. Biscuits were my kryptonite. One of my New Year's resolutions, as I'm sure most people, lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Mine's more not lose weight, but more change my lifestyle. I feel like a lose weight goal is always, is always that weird shaky one, right? Where you're like, I'm going to lose weight this year. Mine is like, no, I'm not getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to stream anymore. I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to do a workout, to shower, then to start work. So, um, yeah, but my, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm slacking nowadays. I drink water usually when I stream because I'm sat for long periods of time. So no Mountain Dew or energy drinks or Red Bull for me anymore. So a litre bottle of water and, uh, probably some carrot sticks now. And that one came in from a uh, little Smee. So yeah, thank you for those, everyone who participated on Twitter. We're going to jump into Discord real quick. We've got a few questions in there and then we will be out of here. Uh, first one comes from It's Shaky Jake. Do you think there will be a Halo Infinite Xbox Series X to celebrate the 20th year of Halo? 
We did speak about this last week on the episode, um, but I'll just reiterate. Yes, I do think there will be a uh, celebrity 20-year Halo. It's an easy way to sell consoles. Um, the only thing you've got worrying with it, I guess, would be COVID and manufacturing these consoles and things like that. But yes, I do ultimately believe there will be a 20th anniversary Halo Xbox um, that will be released around the time of Infinite, if not at the exact same time, uh, to help shift more consoles. Um, here we go. What first-party Xbox exclusive will be able to compete with Sony's top dogs, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, from a quality and success standpoint? Now... From a quality standpoint, I would already say games like Gears stands up to Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, in my opinion. But I am somebody who loves Gears of War. I love the universe. I love everything about it. I love third person. I love cover-based shooters. So maybe I'm just talking from my perspective there. You know? And I, and I totally understand that. To me... I love I love The Last of Us. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, but I, I do put Gears on that same echelon of those games. Now, you say, you say success. You say success here from a success standpoint. Be able to compete. I mean, they already got Minecraft, so they're already beating them in every way, shape, or form when it comes to, to successful games, right? But... Uh, Excuse me again. I think Hellblade 2 could be could be up there. Hellblade 2 could be up there as one of those this is what it looks like to have a first party back in you um money wise. Um was the question for this year or was it just in general? It was in general. I don't think Xbox have a single RPG to the level of what Bethesda's going to bring. Again, with that AAA polish. Um, not only that, you're looking... Again, we've done this before so many times over, right? When you look at Xbox Studios, it's absolutely ridiculous. Obsidian. The Initiative. It, like we've got big studios now working on big big games right the bethesda deal absolutely opens opens the doors on what's to come but if i had to pick if i had to pick a couple i think again they've got rpgs on smack really i think i really do believe compulsions games next game is going to be epic i do i i didn't love we happy few and I didn't love Contrast, but some I watched a documentary they put out about We Happy Few. And after watching that, it just filled me with so much excitement around their studio and the backing they're going to have and to create the project that they want to create without the stress of money behind them. I think they're going to do big things. I really, really do think they're going to do big things. Um, I am super hopeful the um uh undead labs obviously do a great job with state of decay 3 i don't know if it's going to stand up to the likes of last of us and ghost of tsushima and things like that which is what was mentioned 
But I think the correlations next game, I think, will stand up to those. I think the initiatives game will stand up to those because they know how much is on them. I generally do believe that. Um, and then again, I'll throw turn 10 in there because they've got the best racing game. So I think it depends on what genres you look at and what genres you actually care about um, to that. But yeah, thank you for the question, turn-based Carl. Really do appreciate it. Um, considering the so this is from Paul D. Spawn says, considering the huge back blow, blowback, not back blow, blowback on Cyberpunk, do you think Xbox are going to change their strategy when it comes to the future marketing deals and certifications? No, I don't. I think this was a a outlier and um I think you've already seen the Xbox or you got to remember Xbox were already perfectly in place for the refund policy where Sony wasn't. I don't think so. This was a one outlier, one outlier. This is the only game this happened with this year that we're talking about that was like so broken that on certain systems that it didn't work. I don't see this being a thing that happens a lot in the next year or two. I think after the next year or two, you're not going to be talking about Xbox one any of the Xbox One family of consoles, I'll be honest, even the X. I just don't think we will be. So I think this is a, a an outlier, number one. And number two, I just think they're going to be okay. I don't, I don't see this as big as a deal as a lot of people do. I understand why people see it as a big deal. I understand why... Um, what CD Projekt Red has done is wrong. I understand all of that. That's not the question here. The question here was, do I see this change in Xbox's approach? No. No, I don't. Not in any way, shape, or form. Um, what studio acquisition would make you... Would, what studio acquisition would make you... Wait, what the fuck? I mean, we already got it with Bethesda. That was a huge one. Um... I still think WB's on the card. So that would make me go, what the fuck? Honestly. I still think it's on the cards. I know they said it's not anymore, really. Because they've seen how profit it probably is. But I think once Harry Potter comes out, once Gotham Knights comes out, then we see where these, where these WB studios stand. That's when then we'll see. And I'd love for uh, Xbox to have a fantastic fighting game like Mortal Kombat on their books. That would make me go, what the F? Again, all the other ones are kind of already in-house with big, big, big players already. I'd love to see... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name. It's on the top of my tongue. I can see it. I can see it. Who made Hitman? Uh, I know they just went independent, but still... Uh, I could check it on Google, but instead I'm going to wrap my brain like this. Uh, can't think of it. Someone in the chat tell me. Um, the people that make Hitman, I think they'd make a great studio for um, for what they for what they do and the type of game they've made so far. We'll see how they get on with James Bond, but yeah, that was that for me would be would be a pretty interesting one. Nonetheless, would be a pretty interesting one. Um, I'm trying to have a look through here. If you could experience any game from 2020 again for the first time. What would it be? Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
I know that's a game that you guys haven't played if you don't own a PlayStation. IO Interactive. That is it, Haley. Thank you. Um, Final Fantasy Remake. Experiencing that game from start to finish in the way that I did with my Twitch chat, not having any spoilers, not having any of the information that other people know, and they know what moments are coming, and just the magic of it all, for me, was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I absolutely adored my experience with that game. Absolutely adored it. Cannot wait for it to come to Xbox, cannot wait to play it again. I really want my fiancé to play it at some point, um, just because of the sheer emotion that's in it. I wanted to whack it down to easy and just play through the game. I love how linear it is. There are side quests, but you don't have to do them. That was the game that if I could if I could wipe my memory again and play for it again, that would be it. I promise you, that would be it. The combat system, the magic, just everything about it was top, top, top of the range for me. And um, hence why it's my game of the year. But um, yeah, that would be the one game I'd love to experience again from 2020 with a blank memory. Got two more questions before we end up here for this week's My Xbox and Me. Uh, first one is from Reactive Dragon and says, What game series would you want made into a Netflix series? I always hate these questions, you know? And i tell you why I hate these questions. Because I just don't think our mediums have to mix. I love games because they're games. I love TV because it's TV. And I love films because it's films. Now, you want me to take all that out and the critique of it all? If I had to pick one game to be turned into a Netflix-style... Hmm, it's a hard question. From a story perspective, I'd love maybe... I'm thinking of the studios that come to mind now, and the game, sorry, the games that come to mind now. I'm like... I do think a Halo TV show would be dope if it was in the right hands, to explain the lore and the, why this world was interesting, I think that would be dope. Same thing for Gears. I always, I always thought it was interesting when we hear about the Gears um, films. And like, tell, like, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool too. But other than that, that was first party wise. I guess you could go third party. and nah. I'm getting Resident Evil. Like, we'll, we'll see if that's good first. If Resident Evil's good first, then maybe I'll consider, consider putting my other ones out there. But that's a consider. I'm not sure. I'm definitely not sure. Um, last but not least question for this week's My Xbox and Me special extravaganza. Thank you all for watching type situation. What, and this one's from Moody, Mr. Moody. It says, what game of 2020 has surprised you the most again it's an easy one it is an easy one for me personally it is phoenix immortal rising a game that i thought honestly ubisoft sent it over to me thanks ubisoft for sending it um I thought, I'm going to play this game for about three hours and never touch it again. I'm not into puzzles. I'm not into its art style. I didn't know there was humor. I just, it just, it just, none of it, none of it hit for me. And then I started playing it and I was like, huh, I like the humor. Huh, I like the world. 
huh, I like all this stuff about this game that I know nothing about. And then I'm just experiencing it. I'm just going back and experiencing, 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 experiencing. And I'm like, wow. They've actually done something quite special and unique and interesting here. And it's not over complex. And it's not strenuous on the brain when it comes to its puzzle. Some of them are challenging, but not, not, not ridiculously challenging. And it all just sort of clicked. It was the perfect game for me to come out of hospital and play because it wasn't too strenuous on my mind or my body emotionally. And yeah, it was just fun. Just a fun overall experience. I'm extremely happy I got to play it, got to experience it. And um, yeah, man, that is, that is my number one most surprised game of uh, 2020 by a mile. Really is. Really is. Thank you all for watching this week's My Xbox and Me. Remember to hit the subscribe button right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash My Xbox and Me. And of course, hit the like button if you are watching live. And uh, yeah, thank you all for bearing with us over this Christmas period. Again, we always promise to never miss a week. That is something that I will continuously try to do. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this makeshift put together episode. I always try and deliver, and I hope I did again this week. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at MCFixer. 275 weeks now in, never missed a week. And the plan is to never miss a week for as long as I'm here. So, thank you for all your support. I love you all. I will be back again normal again tomorrow. Until then, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye.